Hi. Hello. I'm Alexis Hyde. I'm Erica Wong. Welcome back to Hide or Practice. We have Assistant Professor of Disability and Design at Art Center here in Pasadena, California, uh, but he's coming in from San Francisco. We have Josh Halstead today. Thank you for joining us, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Amazing. Okay. Um, so will you please give a rundown of uh, who you are and what you do to our lovely listeners so they can know why they are so lucky to have you in their earpods this week. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, sure. So um, uh, most of my work uh, kind of revolves around the topics of disability and design. Um, and I mean, traditionally I was schooled as a, as a designer at Art Center, um, but, and I was born with a disability, but <clears throat> never came to the topic of disability theoretically. Um, so over the span of, I'd say, seven plus years post my graduation, I've been kind of diving into both my identity and embodiment from a theoretical perspective, and then moving that kind of corpus of knowledge back into design through education. So it's been a lot of fun. Damn. We love that. I love education. Nerdy is not even funny. It's like we were before we started even recording. I was talking about data reliability, and I think people were just like, hmm, "You need to stop." No, but nobody. Anyway, no, but I don't know. Deep down inside, maybe I'm just just like projecting my insecurity. Anyway, moving on. Erica needs to contain herself today. Excited. <laughs> we can't help it. Josh, if you would be so kind as to telling us, so. Being creative can be very lonely. And I think on the outside, it sometimes looks like you're a lone genius and you're just like this magnificent soul that does everything on your own, which is not true. And I think that there's a very large gap. I'm wondering where, where, where or when were you able to go and find a community for yourself? Um, that's a good question. I mean, and it was even you know, harder for me because I went... So I'm, I was born and raised in Southern California and I moved up to the Bay after graduation for the first time. So I, I really didn't have any community and, and, you know, trying to land a job and just make a living in um, the Bay Area just required me to be behind a computer for a really long time without being able to net out to a community. Um, so it really wasn't until I got my first job at a studio that I had enough security to actually explore the city outside of what it could do for me monetarily. Um, and um, I think it was it was a while because for me to find a community just because I was always this kind of, I don't know, I, I felt very isolated even in the, my uh, interests. Um, I was living in Berkeley and commuting into San Francisco. And I was, I was commuting into San Francisco, you know, barefoot and really concerned about environmental ethics. Um, and there just wasn't much space for that in uh, the company that I was working for, uh, you know, doing, uh, you know, a company uh, or brand identity for big oil companies. So it took me a second to just like, one, there was that kind of cognitive dissonance, um, but two, kind of, there was an inflection point where I said, well, I really have to just um, trust my convictions and trust kind of where, where I am as a creative and what I want to do and start to find my people because they might not be here, like, in, you know, in these kind of four walls. 
Um, <clears throat> so I started to, I think the, the breaking point for me was I got involved in an environmental design group. Um, so it's a, the, uh, it's called permaculture. So just a way of doing ecological design that was really interesting to me, kind of merged this kind of ecology and design vernacular that I was interested in. And then I started to find a bunch of folks who were had things to talk to me about and I, I could talk to them and kind of slowly but surely, um, you know, to kind of completely truncate the <laughs> and then I'll frame it so it makes sense. But I mean, I went from this like permaculture design community that at least like allowed, gave me space to talk about things that I care about. Um, and kind of have that reflexive relationship where we're kind of building each other up. Um, and then I got really interested in social justice and I was in Berkeley again. So it was a perfect kind of hotbed for that to happen. And, you know, I got a politicized identity and I didn't know what to do. And I, I started to kind of look at my embodiment, um, my disabled embodiment differently. Um, and then I noticed a huge gap. I was like, not, not many people are talking about disability and design the way that I want to. Um, so me kind of finding the community that I'm involved in now was really through, um, this idea of you know, epistemic activism that I wanted to do. I, I, I saw, uh, a room for the contributions that I wanted to make and I didn't see a lot of people doing it. So I just was reaching out, um, and making friends along the way. And I kind of turned back. Um, just to kind of as a nice <clears throat> snapshot, we just had a symposium at, at Art Center um, with a bunch of folks who are doing this kind of disability design work that I'm in, uh, really interested in, um, you know, and they're kind of leading folks in it, but they're also friends. And it was kind of a really nice moment to kind of, you know, step back and say, oh, my gosh, it's been a really long road, but it's nice to nice to actually feel <clears throat> that community. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was I, I think to to think about how it happened like it was a little self-driven um i had to pop the idea that i was like this individual uh genius quote unquote and realize that there are folks that are doing you know super cool work that is going to inform my work um <clears throat> and then kind of making space for them to be in my life and, and vice versa and all of a sudden kind of turn around and say okay well now i actually have a community that feels good right it feels that i can be generative to the the you know, not, not just like the, the work that I want to do, but these folks are also, you know, people that I can email and talk to when, when I'm sick and I don't feel like working, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's kind of a roundabout way to, to answer it, but yeah. Convicted wow. beyond. Yeah. I just, you know, didn't want to, didn't want to sink into someone else's script. Right. So I had to yeah. find, write my own script. I love that you did mention also that it's it's not just professional, it's just towards the end, just where you also mentioned it's like personal. It's like, I don't feel good and I don't want to work. And now I've got someone I can email about it. And it is yeah. because I think it's a really, we have to remember like holistically, like we're all, as Erica likes to remind me, knows, you know, it's a, we're all humans. And, yeah. you know, it's not just work on, like we are fully, there's the, <sighs> there's the physical, there's the creative, there's the metaphysical, you know, all of these things, they're all going to contribute. And yep. it is important to have professional support, but also that personal support is important as well. Yeah. And, uh, we gotta, you know, not to get all like, hey, hey man, self-care, but like that is like having those kind of interactions is really important. Yeah. And um, It's radical too, right? I mean, it's like, if you have a community <laughs> that, that can care for you and vice versa, like that's, that, that's like world building that, needs to happen. So that's the thing I enjoy about it. I hope what we're doing that with this 
podcast that we've built a community for people to know that when if and when they need that they can always reach out to us mm. yeah That's guys great. holler holler at us <laughs> um, maybe I I'm very awkward. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll definitely, I mean, I'll get weird. Let's like take it too far. Let's get personal. Um, but <laughs> I also want to talk, I think, cause this is something we, t- we talked about a little bit before we actually started recording is about like, there is this gap between, you know, getting out of school and then finding your community. And if you're lucky, you can find some people early on. And I will say that I see some younger artists building communities at like, 22 23 24 and the level of jealousy i have about that is Mm. i'm not gonna pretend like you know i wish i found like my people that early and i didn't i did find some people early on but i didn't find like a group for a while and i do think and maybe i'm just this is like a validation thing of like my own you know experience but i find that because i had a lack for a while that when i finally did start to build it the people that I wanted to rely on professionally and, you know, have those kind of exchanges like you were mm-hmm. talking about. Um, I appreciated it more. And I also, I felt like I got to a place and I think maybe it's, it's a two way street because they also had similar, so many people have similar experiences um, that, you know, the comfort level of a, having these exchanges of, you know, honesty and, you know, professional and like just asking questions and building something together um, becomes, you know, they're like, I feel like there's going to be feelings of shame or like, oh, I've got to be doing like, again, like we were saying, like being the lone genius, the creative solo person that mm-hmm. because of the lack of support, then once you find it, it's very, it's very bonding and it's very comfortable. Like all of a sudden it's like, yes, this is what I want. And we all want this. And I don't know, it's kind of nice to have like, not have that time, even though it sucked at the time, then to be able to appreciate it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in a, yeah. my own roundabout way. That was roundabout, Josh. What you did was not roundabout. What I just did was roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good though. No, it, it makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like having that lack and then it just, I don't know. It's again, it's one of those things where you can only have like, the power of hindsight where it's like, oh, I'm never going to find my community. But once you do, it really, <laughs> then you cherish it and you, t- and you take advantage of it in like, in like the right ways. And you don't want to, and you want to nurture that also because it is, um, and those are because you do you you feel genuinely good to be able to help someone with a problem mm-hmm. when you have those tools because you know that they also want because you genuinely want to build these like communities and I think that's um, right something that we you know it's just nice to to sit with that for a second. Also, you might not know what you're looking for. Yes. like I definitely yeah. think that when I started Art Center. I didn't, I don't know what I was looking for. I mean, yeah, of course we had, we had students and we were in the same classes and we all did foundation together and foundation, like the first three terms you mix with a lot of other departments, but it doesn't, just because you're mixing with a lot of other departments and you're mixing with a lot of other students, it doesn't mean that you necessarily find your people. There's just a lot of people around you, which is, which is fine. But I definitely would think, I would say that I didn't find my core group like halfway through my degree because I didn't know what I was making. I like 
you know, they were like, take these glasses. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I sucked at them. And I was like, great. And it was like, is that other, are other people sucking at Like, no, everybody was like doing splendidly. And I'm just like, I have no idea what's happening, which is like <laughs> me all the time. So, you know, like I didn't, I couldn't find the people that I thought I was looking for. And then I would see other people and I'm like, okay well you clearly found each other it's like the like the conceptual artists and like you know all like the golden children we like that's what we used to call i don't know you guys like called them anybody like that but we were like oh we're like the golden kids like all the faculty loved them yes and that was like me (laughs) that was just like (laughs) didn't know what was happening i was just like "Mm, okay but yeah, yeah so you don't know what you're looking for It makes, yeah, it makes me, if I can respond to that, like, it makes me think of um, this idea of, like, finding one's community as somewhat of a resistance. Um, And I'm thinking about how that operates, I mean, both, like, at art school, right, Um, but then also post, where you kind of enter these different communities of practice that you're kind of supposed to, quote, unquote, meld with, right? So for me, it was, like, you know, I, I go to San Francisco and I was a graphic designer. So I was supposed to, like, there were these inroads, right? Like I was supposed to really find my community with AIGA, for example, or other, you know, uh, graphic design kind of, uh, you know, folks that are up on the pedestal in San Francisco, right? Like that was supposed to be my community. Um, and it just didn't feel right. Um, ever until I was like in a garden <laughs> with folks talking about things that I actually, you know, cared about and I was like well this is I mean it's so strange to kind of and I I think I mean for me I was I was young I went to art center um, right out of high school so I was kind of 22 in the bay area and I was kind of still looking for that script right I was like okay well this is what I was told to do you know my my teacher said um, this is this is what I mean this is what the graphic design history books look like you know this is what happens you know (laughs) Um, and it took a while for me to actually resist all of those kind of cultural and social encodings for where I was supposed to feel, you know, and just kind of find land um, and allow my body mind to just say, well, wow, this actually, this doesn't, this is included. Like I never heard about, um, no one ever told me that I might find community on a farm, for example, right? But it feels right to me. And like when it feels right to me, that's actually okay. And from that um, position, like from that place, I can then actually build out the practice that I want to do rather than go the other way rather than like the top down so i mean there might be something i don't know i'm just trying to connect this idea of like the golden kids right or the, the golden students right and like you're kind of meant to meant to either aspire um to be those folks or at least kind of organize yourself around this idea of achieving and, and comparing yourself to that um so i don't know yeah it's, it just feels right i think that's that's what it gets down to um and it's, there's not much of a roadmap until you trust your gut <laughs> at least for me that's yes. just what it just I mean, felt like sorry yeah you know because i'm sorry i was like so excited at this point because i feel like we haven't talked about this on the pod yet but i think it's so important because you're talking about like how we want to be these golden children in school you know we all know who we're talking about oh, yeah. um and and that is a place of external validation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting the validation from the other students, from the teachers, from the faculty, whoever, like, oh, look what you're doing. You're great. This is a place. And of course, they're going to be happy in that because that's external validation feels good. Let's not pretend about that. But right. teaching ourselves, what you said is feel it's it, if it feels right, like that's okay. And that's good. Like 
coming, you're growing into a place of internal validation. Like, yes, this is the external script of you're supposed to be feeling good with these other graphic designers. These are your people. But Mm -hmm. then it's like, you're like, okay, I'm here. This isn't clicking, but here I am on this farm with these people and this is clicking. This feels good. And I think that internal, I mean, then you switch to a place of like internal validation of like, yes, this is, this is what feels right for me. And that I think can be really, really powerful because that's when you're, when your compass, your internal compass is like pointing North. Um, then you can find your, you know, these people are, those are the people that you should be with. Um, mm-hmm. And then that also to double down, then you can also get some external validation from the people that you're also getting internal validation for. And then it's right. just like a snake eating a yeah. tail and it's great, <laughs> but it's like a happy snake. We're all happy about it. <laughs> each other stilts. I don't know. I don't know. But I do like that transition because it's, it's still, and I'm not going to lie guys, I'm pushing fucking 40 and I have a lot of internal validation in like my communities and I still see the golden children out and they're, you know, younger and older than me. And it's hard. Cause I'm like, Oh, like you, it's the pull to want to be in with the quote in crowd is hard. Um, but the internal validation is that that's a really good place to try to, that's a good goal to have. I'm not a big goal maker, but I really like that goal. I'm going to write that down. Oh, we don't get taught. It teaches us how to kind of, um, live into internal validation we have to do that as part of the adulting process at least i did yeah right (laughs) yeah we have a map for external it's like you know but nothing for internal at least in in western culture so yeah well no because in eastern culture you just told what to do what is acceptable What are you talking about (laughs) i repeatedly told you to go to I'm just making space. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think that you were like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be a graphic designer. I'm going to be a farmer now. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I was like on the cusp of writing a memoir. Um, if I ever read a memoir, it would be titled, I Almost Became a Farmer. Um, because I was like hairs away from doing that. Yeah. I feel that. It feels yeah. good. feels good. Land. Right? Yes. Totally. But I think about, you know, like that's, it wasn't just about the farm. It was like me, that internal validation, right? It was like me finding resonance with all these things that no one else around me was talking about, right? And that shaped me as a designer. You know, I came back to design after I was, you know, out there, kind of like the, the prodigal son analogy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I have a question also though about how you got back into um, professing, professoring teaching i know it's teaching but i just i like to think of a different yeah, professing professing there's yeah. <laughs> a good professing is like i'm professing my love that's not the right verb here right <laughs> but neither is I'm professor. mute myself and let you guys talk about being teachers for a second <laughs> actually i'm not a teacher i'm an educator <laughs> we have to oh, make that distinction God. because they're just like they're not in grade school and i was like okay welcome to english <laughs> <laughs> in England, they're like we're not teachers we're educators and like, yeah, right, oh, right. guys i'm sorry i don't know words all right i studied physics like we... <laughs> <laughs> hence the data reliability thing see you 
So how did you get, I'm trying to, how do you ask this question, guys? How do you teach? How did you go back to teaching? Why are you, why are you pro-education? That's a good one. That's a good one. Why are you pro-education? Why am I pro-education? That's such a huge question. Um, Post-farming, well, obviously. Like, let but, me read it. Why are you pro-education post-farming? Okay, that's a good. So can I give like a little nugget of context before I answer that because I don't I, I'm good at I don't want this thing to be so abstract that I never come back to the ground uh, <laughs> we'll tether you you can like yeah. you can go you can float <laughs> for a little bit we'll pull you back in Erica's much better at it than I am but yeah give us some context <laughs> yeah 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 I mean so I mean when I was so I mean when I was involved in this permaculture community I mean I was I went to this urban permaculture institute of San Francisco which is not accredited it's just a bunch of people getting together in a space that was like available to us Um, and it was just this kind of like paradigm shifting education that I couldn't put on paper which was really important to me (laughs) to realize that like this was education also works in that way and before that point I hadn't really experienced um, personally this kind of grassroots community-based education um, and something really magical happened for me there. Um, so so that, I mean, that's like a thread that I'll talk to in a second, but that's that was one bit of the context. Another, I mean, I just, I got started because I was, uh, my cousin uh, was graduating with his graphic design uh, degree and I was looking at his portfolio and it was really good, but I just saw some really clear gaps um, between where the skills that I needed in the profession to make a living um, and the skills that he was getting out of school. Um, so I basically, you know, at that point, and I, and I always kind of knew that I wanted to be a teacher, but folks said, well, you need to work two years before you teach. <laughs> I was like, but they're fine. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, so but so then I was you know kind of bubbling anyways and I was like all right fine I'm just gonna do it so I like I mean I just reached out to UC Berkeley Extension which was um, in the area and it just so happened that they needed uh, someone to teach in the art and design program uh, introduction to graphic design and I just I went into the director's uh, office and I said listen you know I don't have a master's I don't have a PhD but here's my opinion based on the gap that I'm identifying what do you think this is what I'd do for a course <laughs> and um, he said okay so I started to to teach because <clears throat> it was like I was sweating you know I, I, every kind of all the liquid out of my body the first course that I <laughs> you know had um, um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pro-education because again, like I saw, so in, in Berkeley Extension, it's, there was this a way for me to bring in this uh, highfalutin education that I got at Arts Center College of Design and make it accessible to folks who might not have those concepts um, had I not been, or had like we not kind of made an inroad for that to happen. Um, and I just saw that like this is not something that needs to be <clears throat> behind uh, an eighteen thousand dollar tuition. There's no in my in my mind. There's just no reason for that, um, especially graphic design. You know, if we're if we're you know trying to be doctors and we have to kind of work on folks' body, you know, then maybe you know there's some kind of process that needs to happen, right? Though everything is contextual, we won't get into that. But graphic design shouldn't be inaccessible. Um, and I saw folks using graph design to do community-based work, right? So, I mean, pro-education, just because I think we, I was, you know, we still exist in a system that just loves to foreclose um, knowledge, right? 
that's what we do. Um, is we, we extract knowledge and then we kind of uh, put it in a bubble and then we put a huge price tag on it. Um, so <clears throat> I love um, kind of uh, messing that system up a little bit in all kinds of contexts, you know, whether it's at Berkeley Extension, whether it's uh, offering um, just, I mean, I, I do a good deal of public talks and I count that as education as well. Um, and also like making those videos available. So really trying to kind of intentionally understand the waters that we're swimming in and mess it up um, is why I'm pro-education. They're just so, you know, it's why, <clears throat> why, um, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll probably come back to a point, but education really shifted the way that I live, right? And the way that I, I do um, work in and out of communities. And um, so making that accessible is just something that, is not a you know not just a no-brainer but it, it gives me purpose it wakes me up in the morning <laughs> gets me through those sick days yeah. not that it's not okay to be sick it's fine to be sick yeah um i do yeah it was so funny i was talking to someone last week about um another curator about like the gaps because she was asking me she's like she's like what are you like why are you doing these tiktoks and um i'm on tiktok Josh there, and everybody else, guys, I'm on TikTok and I love it. And I answer questions <laughs> for people, but someone's like, why are you spending time doing this? And honestly, besides the fact that like, it's, it's an external validation hit. I'm not going to pretend that it's not when I get some likes. Um, I like that, but also like there is such a gap and I don't think it has to be, I like, I love that. Like it doesn't need to be behind an expensive education or, you know, seven years of work experience to figure out how to do, you know, outreach of like, or like how to like network or how to, you know, figure out like what you need for a pop-up show or, you know, just like things like that. Um, which I would also like to say, and I want to ask you about this because I have experiences as well. Like there've been the jobs that I've had, the gigs that like were not the good fit that I needed for money because, you know, food is good roof is good but you know I can still look back at those times and think about I was able to gain skills and and or like if it's just like authority like it's like oh look this is on my cv and someone's like oh well she must be smart or fancy or capable because she did that thing so it's like I have been able to get use out of the the gigs that weren't you know feeding the soul as much um do you find like looking back at some of that time when you were working in the areas that turned out to not be as fruitful that you still can find like get some use out of that? Um, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, and I mean, I think um, the, yeah, I mean, the idea of use is interesting, but like I, um, what it taught me is that there is, it really held a microscope up to the, the, um, the knowledge that I was coming into in different contexts. And it really showed me, so for example, right, in, um, in permaculture, I was exposed to indigenous knowledges about how to tend land. Um, and, um, you know, before that, like I, of course, um, being kind of a um, white person who grew up in a nuclear family, hadn't really considered gardening tactics outside of what we find at Home Depot, for example. Um, and it started to you know, show me, wow, there's a lot of, there, lots of different, you know, huge constellations of knowledge that 
get prioritized and deprioritized in pedagogy and curricula, right? So when I was on the margins of um, these different topics, right, and I would say the same thing for um, uh, disability, kind of learning about disability from disabled people and disability communities rather than through medical knowledge, for example, um, um, not rather than, but in, in complement to, then the use that I got out of that and continue to get <clears throat> out of that is kind of critically looking at, um, you know, knowledge and learning systems and how, you know, certain, you know, privileged, privileged classes, privileged identities, privileged people get prioritized and tons of people, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's colonized, right? And then and folks, uh, um, get deprioritized so you know the the use that I get out of that is really like well um again messing this messing this thing up if I'm in a graphic design uh course trying to pull in um not just sources that are from graphic designers who are also people of color or disabled you know women folks that have been marginalized for a really long time but then also inviting students to incorporate their identities, their embodiment into graphic design um, or design for that matter education, right? Because often the student is also highly marginalized. We're supposed to be these like vessels that get poured, you know, knowledge into, and then we just, we're supposed to repeat it, right? Either via voice or via, you know, pixels. So um, hopefully that answers the question a little bit. <laughs> I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. Um, you're a little smart. Uh, so you're good at answering the question. Sorry, I use, well, <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important to go and talk about this idea of like hitting curriculum and how yeah. a lot of times that in pedagogy, nerd alert, is that we don't acknowledge that this is, shall we call it a blind spot or something that people just don't necessarily acknowledge that this happens. But actually being able to go and see that, take from that and reapply that into a bigger context so other people have that accessibility or I'm going to change that word not necessarily accessibility but like just knowing that they can they can learn from that or they are able to be part of that community I think it's really useful mm -hmm. I think so often this idea of like marginalization um it's just like you're pushed because you're told that well you shouldn't be here and it's like well Right. What if I want to be? What if no? What if I don't even know whether I want to be or not? But you've already told me that I shouldn't be, so it's mm -hmm. like, should I be or should I not be? Now I'm just confused. And like some people are just like, no thanks, okay, bye. And then other people are just like, but I, I, I want to try. And they're just like, no thank you, we don't want you. And you're like, oh okay, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. But that chip on the shoulder, it's like it's there forever you know like you don't actually know what other people the way you treat somebody they don't know like you could have like chipped someone's shoulder for literally ever right and that right. really sucks no yeah literally forever it's forever and it's this model again it's like i mean again that's why i mean it took me a while i think to find community through resistance right because i was so used to i think you know i was i experienced knowledge 
through this kind of like fear politics, right? It's like you, you enter a classroom and you have a master, quote unquote, you know, teaching you these things that are intentionally over your head, intentionally hard to get, and they're going to be intentionally hard on you for, you know, critiques at art school, for example, right? Through, and they never reveal their subjectivity. You know, it's like there's some kind of objective, you know, out there that, that validates their critiques. Um, and it gets you used to this kind of like social dynamic where you're always kind of striving for that external validation and you're not ever kind of seeking that internal validation until, you know, you kind of get out of that, you know, that context and you're able to kind of fill back up again and realize that there's more to life than just kind of making your professor happy. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a big it's, it's, it's just a very clear progression, you know, as if you're experiencing education punitively, then you're going to strive for community in the same way. <laughs> At least I did. Fuck. That one cut deep. Okay. That one cut real deep in me and my personal person. Um, damn, Josh, take no prisoners. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> my chip, my shoulder chips are showing. Um, are they? <laughs> they are. Well, at least to me, it's, it's like, they're like glaring because I think that it's really, cause it is, it's like, it's, you have this, this master idea of like, yeah, like this is going to be, you have to impress, you have to learn, you have to like take in all of this stuff and then like show off basically. It's like, look, here I am. I'm like, you're performing thing. You've asked me to perform this problem, this, this painting, this, whatever it is. Um, do it well you are rewarded do it poorly you are punished and then that does lead into I've had especially with creative friends you know like what are we outside of our work like when I when the museum closed and it's all of a sudden I'm no longer the museum director like who am I like am I gone now am I not impressive anymore because this or a friend of mine who was an editor of you know, a news publication, the publication closed. And she's like, now who am I? Like, what, you know, I have so much, so much of my personality. I feel like my persona is involved around like our jobs and, mm-hmm. and it is. And I feel like also just, we've talked about this before, Erica, like where the social media really reinforces that, like, what's the gig that you're working on? What's your job? What's your show? What's the exhibition? What's your sale? Whatever the, you know, what brand are you identifying now or, whatever the thing is um and then it's like after that especially in LA you know it's like oh what are you working on what are you doing what's your gig what's what's the what's the big thing what show are you on what what's the you know and if you if you're in between or if you're just doing like regular stuff where it's just like not super exciting it's like I don't know I've just got a couple clients and I'm buying them art man like I'm in between Mm -hmm. shows I'm you know I am no less the person I was when I was doing the impressive show or what I, the person I'll be when I make doing the next impressive show and you know, your eyes, you know, not you guys specifically. I think that you guys think I'm impressive all the time. It's the story I'm telling myself. Um, but that's a struggle, you know, it's a real, it's a real struggle. And I think, you know, again, I'm not like trying to only if you're chasing it though. I know, but like how, like, it's so funny. Cause it's, it, I, you know, I'm talking about, with you guys I'm like yeah internal validation and finding your community and it's but it's still it's the shiny external validation is still very tempting sometimes mm-hmm. we get it yeah. I, I love it the three of us we're like yeah we we're here for you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just like took it to a place this just got real cathartic for me <laughs> <laughs> hi Josh nice to meet you <laughs> 
<laughs> it's been 45 minutes and um let me tell you i'm just kidding uh but i do think i've never i haven't really thought about it like that before and that just like really blew my mind a little bit so if you uh you guys talk amongst yourselves it's actually really process the other way around though like <laughs> having also if you don't introduce yourself and you just sort of say I think people are so ready, especially in the creative industry, for you to be show-offy. I think there's no other way for me to call it than there. you need to have those fancy names to somehow back you, whatever that even, like, means. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't lead with that, people assume that you're lesser. And so you're just sort of like, what if I just tell you like the books I've read does that count and they're like no no I'm like oh that sucks well and then it's like eventually someone will ask where'd you go to school like I just got asked this last week they were like where'd you go to school and I was thinking why does that matter like I'm so freaking old at this point like Wait, you don't need to ask still asking me this question yeah like why does it matter like why does this need to be why do you need to qualify me into something like it doesn't mm -hmm. but it it still does and so it almost you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't if you don't lead with I went to here and then I went to here and then I did this and then I've like then they just think that you're nobody. But then if you lead with that and it's just like, oh, you're an asshole. Mm. And it's like, where do you, like, where do you fall in, in that like spectrum? And I really hope that it is a spectrum. So this is why I just all the time say like, I'm just sat in my damp timeout corner on my own, just doing whatever, because it's like, I don't, I don't really understand the social context of how one is supposed to go and talk about themselves at this point it's just like whatever you know i'm just sat here whatever like it's just the everyone's taking it to a place episode <laughs> god damn yeah. josh your turn <laughs> josh <laughs> good. i mean this is like emotive design guys this is like <laughs> that <laughs> I can't. Oh my god, I can't with you guys. Oh I have to call my therapist after this. Um like so get somebody to like listen to me like <laughs> process this conversation. Or to like hire someone else to edit it. Um you can't like, <laughs> listen to me have like a like a full on like mental ugh, how do I talk about myself now? What Erica? I don't know. I get, I gave up. Now I'm just like, I want you, I think especially when you teach, it's like, I was told is like, you have to tell them where you go to school. And I was like, do I like, why does that matter? They're like, it matters. I was like, to whom? If it doesn't matter to me, it shouldn't matter to them. And they were like, no, they need to hear this. And I was like, why? Well, I can and say, I can say it matters to them because they're 18, 19, 20, and they've been taught that these things matter and they're going to the school that you're teaching you at because they were forcing this problem. Yeah, though. basically. Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah, issue. You absolutely out. are. But like, yeah. you know, like they don't have any other point of reference yet. Yeah. Um, but the, but it is, you are reinforcing. Like, how do you break it down while you're like simultaneously reinforcing like the issues that like we're fighting against? 
it's like no but this is literally why i'm like you're the expert to be able to listen to you to tell them that that it's not as important while they're engaging in the practice that we're saying is it is important i know it's so weird it's so contradicting and so like i have to go and tell them like this is what i've done and then now i'm gonna go and tell you i always lead with this point of i just want you to like I just want to let you know that like I'm dyslexic and like last week I had to read some paragraph and I was like whoop, whoop, and I was like hmm none of this sounds like normal human language but like I'm just gonna continue on with this because like there's nothing that I can physically do and you know like I I always try very hard now to say that you can just absorb what is that you want to hear to say like you've gone to these schools you've worked in these fancy places I'm still me like you can still watch me over the camera and continue to struggle to read like I'm like this is like legit like I'm so if you think that there is any less of me because or like I'm less of whatever then I I'm literally in real time telling you that dyslexia some days is real bad some days you're fine and it's like that day was like Erica could not read the definition of like responsible enterprise I was like I think every other word I was like blah 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 and I was like you know what I'm trying to say it's on the screen I literally had to say that and they were just like silent and I was like let me continue to butcher this then until I got to the end of that paragraph and I was like moving on and then I said I hope you understood what I said, but in case you didn't, it's on the screen. We're all fine. We're moving to the next thing now. Mm-hmm. So I just, it's a, it's a very weird place to be like trying to professor people to be like, it doesn't matter, but it does matter because we are all within the social context and construct of the structure. This is a very interesting episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> So Josh, tell us where have what have you been reading, watching, or listening to this week? Mm, this week I've been reading. Um, well, maybe this is apropos. Um, let me look real quick. Um, the uh, well, no, I'm not going to go down that road. I've been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you that... trying to spare us? Is this no. delicate? <laughs> Is no, it because I'm in a, like a very touchy place right now? No, you know, no, <laughs> no, because it'd be kind of you know like linear. Um, I've been watching the show um, Love, uh, directed by Judd Apatow. It's just oh, that was fun. Yeah, it's that just fun. fun and you know, like being you know like from LA, I just enjoy watch. It makes me feel at home because there I, I know all these places, so it's nice. It warms my heart. It is. That's a really good LA one. It's like a real LA like love story of like all of the locations and the you know casual weird side streets that they. I don't think I know that one and that diner and whatever. It's a good, (laughs) a good LA one. Um, I love that. Um, Josh, will you please tell our listeners where they can find you on the interwebs? Should they be so inclined to follow you or whatever? Goodness gracious. Uh, you know, I, I used to be active and I'm not very active. Um, I am on LinkedIn, but I don't respond to messages because of most of the reasons that we were talking about here. Um, it's, it's just a lot of time. Um, and, uh, LinkedIn is way, one way to connect with me or at least like learn a little bit more. Um, I don't have a very active website. Um, I do have a community of practice called CryptJoy. And you can find us on Instagram. CryptJoy is uh, C-R-I-P-Joy, J-O-Y. 
And I think it's just at crit, crit joy. Um, and that's kind of looking at mental health and how we kind of reworld that from anti-ableist and anti-sanist lens. Um, so that's, I mean, yeah, connect with me there and that's where the community work is happening. Otherwise, um, I don't know. I just don't really exist on social media, which is really nice. That is really yeah. nice um, for you. That's nice for you because you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel bad that I like social media. Not that you yeah. were trying to do that, but I'm in a very sensitive sp space right now and um, everything's feeling like an attack, especially all of your wisdom. Personal <laughs> Um Guys, I'm in a place. I apologize. All right. I am, you can find me, uh, our, all of that Josh info will be in the blurby. I am Alexis Hyde. You can find me at Hyde or Die everywhere. I am Erica Wong. You can find me at To Practice Practice. And uh, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.